Good evening and welcome to the NFL Draft. Tonight, we officially welcome the next generation of players. So if you're ready, are you ready? Let's get it started. The NFL Draft is officially open. Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I am Trevor Sikama. With me is Benjamin Solak on a... Fan Friday edition of the podcast is going to be a very fun one. I picked out some great questions. Y'all asked some great questions. I'm very excited for this Fan Friday. Not that I'm never excited for Fan never not excited for Fan Friday. A little double negative there to start off the podcast. It's good, Trev. Way to go. Past English. You could tell. But I am especially excited for this one because we do have some great football questions as it is Super Bowl week. Also, some fantastic not football questions that I cannot wait to get to. But before we get to those, Ben, I am contractually obligated to ask, how are you, my friend? Do you really care if it's just contractually? What if I put it in the contract? I'm saying, like, do you care how I am? Are you just doing this, you know, uh, again, you're here so you don't get fined in honor of Marshawn Lynch. Who, no. Wasn't it Super Bowl week that Marshawn Lynch yes, was, was here so he didn't get fined? Yeah, yeah, no, he was. No, so it's, you know, good homage to that. No, 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 I put it in the contract. I wrote it in the contract to keep myself in check because I always want to make sure oh. that I can check on how you're doing. I appreciate that. It's not true. I feel, I, like didn't we didn't, I feel like we didn't get an iconic Super Bowl media week quote. This year, obviously, like there's fewer guys down there and it's all Zoom calls, so it's different and everything like that. But I think every year there's at least one moment where you're like, this is how I will remember this Super Bowl media run. I don't that there's not one this year. Michael Irvin thought that Mike Evans won the Heisman and asked him about it. You know what? That's actually a good point. That was, you know, Tristan Wirfs also was asked about like the first time that he talked to Tom Brady and it was draft night. And he said that Tom Brady texted him when the Bucks drafted him in the first round, and he didn't respond to Tom Brady's text for nine hours. Like, he just straight up left him on red because he has the red receipts on. And then he also, he almost, like, didn't want to respond because at that point it had been too late. And it was Lord, too late, right? Exactly. Lord, listen, every single human on the planet has been there, Dude, my man. Nodded their heads slowly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have yeah, all We haven't had to deal with the additional Tom Brady aspect of it, but yes. Right, right. So, I, I, I mean, there were... There's probably a bunch of other ones, but I unfortunately was not in on a lot of the NFL media that was going on, and it just wasn't as public as it normally is. So we probably didn't hear a lot of those quirky answers. I heard Sean Murphy Buntings was very entertaining, but you're right. Those are the only two that I can think of off the top of my head. Either way, I'm well. I'm happy Super Bowl week is over. I was was showing Mayor Bruce Arians today with the glasses. Yeah. I was basically just walking through the history of Bruce Arians, uh, and she was like, he still has to like speak to the media. He's like after like two weeks, they still have questions for him. And I was like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> like, that's Super Bowl media week. It is exhausting. It is, you know, like after covering, and we're kind of on a tangent here. We're gonna get to the questions in a second, but it's it's. I kind of feel bad for the head coaches sometimes. You know what? I don't kind of. I do feel bad for the head coaches, especially when a team is losing because. You have to talk to the media every single day. And I remember when Dirk Cutter was head coach of the Buccaneers, and I was covering them, and. Cutter had to come to the podium after practice every single day. Every single day. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He had to come talk to the Saturday media. To Sunday. He is required to do that. And we asked him the same questions. Hey, Dirk, your team sucks. Are you going to attempt to do something about it this Sunday? And he'll be like, blow me, guys. Stop asking me the same questions. We're trying to be a better football team. And we're like, sorry, bud. It's our job. And it was just this giant back and forth of awkward tension yeah. all the time. So I do feel bad. That for was Eagles sometimes. training camp 2018 when Wentz was coming off of the ACL injury. And we were like, hey, like, how's Wentz? And Doug was like, he's great. We're playing. He's going to practice. going to be awesome. And he had one day of practice. And then he never took like first team reps, never took like, like, you know, quote unquote live camp reps again for us this summer. And every day we were like, so did he have a setback? And Doug was like, I would have to defer you to the uh, medical staff. I'm like, we don't talk to the medical wow. staff. Doug. We talk That's to you the every ultimate day. ace in the hole. Right. You got to talk to the guy that you cannot yeah. talk to. Exactly. We were like, Doug, like he practiced on the first day Love and he has stopped practicing. That probably means something bad. He was like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. We're like, okay, well, this is just dumb. Anyway, yay for media. First question. It's from James. He said, hope this question is not too late for Fan Friday. It was not, James. In fact, we're getting it first in the show. How about that? He said, I was just listening to the Air Fryer episode and was wondering what nickname 
you would give for 2021 prospects if they were starting a brand for themselves? My entry would have to be Pat Air Fryermuth, which I love. It's fantastic to start it off, James, as a suggestion. Ben, you said you had a couple of good ones that you really liked or one oh, that you really liked? Oh, my goodness. I was working this week on a, on a publish uh, involving two offensive tackles in this class, and as I was doing it, I texted somebody who doesn't really follow uh, football the names of the players, and they were like, what is that dude's from Oregon's name? And I was like, it's Penne Sewell. And then I realized Penne is also a pasta. Oh, he needs nice. A, right. You don't think about nice. it. Because Penny is also weird. Like Penny, like his name, and then also Penny the pasta in terms of how they're both pronounced. And so he, dude, I don't even know what's a major pasta band. Ragu? Like I buy my pasta from Target. <laughs> I buy it in the red box. Like what are we talking? I don't the know. Pub, the Publix brand. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever I'm buying from that grocery store. brands. Uh, I don't. Oh, Barilla? That's like the, that's the one. That's the one that would have. I, I knew it started yes. with a B, but there was no chance right. in hell I exactly. was going to but actually. What an say opportunity it. for Barilla. Nobody knows you. You're not real. Okay, we all recognize the box. <laughs> we recognize the big red circle logo with the white around it, but like right. nobody actually knows your name. Right. You gotta give Penny Sewell the bag, and then just have him walk out onto a, a set dressed as a giant noodle. Money. No, right in the bag. No, here's what boss. you do. If Penny Sewell is on the box of the Penny. <laughs> Wearing a noodle. I will buy no other pasta for the rest of my life. This is my commitment to you. The end goal here is you have Penny Sewell during one of the off seasons go on beat Bobby Filet, and he obviously beats the one guy that he's going up against to get to Bobby Filet because he's Penny Sewell and he's just going to wipe the floor with him or he'll just, you know, like suplex him into the wall and then he'll get over to the next level anyways because the other guy had to go to the hospital. That could be the long-term plan. But when Bobby Filet asks him, what's your signature dish? He does like the dramatic stare right at him. and He goes, penne pasta. And then Bobby Filet just starts bursting into tears crying yeah. because he knows that his career as a cook is over. You can't cook a Bobby and you can't cook a Filet. Neither of those is real. But you can't cook penne pasta. <laughs> penne pasta. So yes, penne sewell for Barilla or whatever pasta brand is smart enough to do this because it's a huge opportunity. Okay. Is that, the, is that the one you have? Is that Do you yes. have any other? Okay, you have that one. Is that the one I have? It is the one. Well, it is I, the only one. I have, I, have, one. I have four, and they're kind of like all – they're a little all over the place, but they're part of each name that I'm going to be talking about. We got Kyle Pitts, right? Real barbecue pits. Or like mm-hmm. pits master, you know what I'm saying? So like yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. brand of like a barbecue pit that you could buy, but it's pit spelled with two T's. So he could just be like the spokesperson for it, however you want to word that. We've then got Husk Varna's latest lines of chainsaws called the Darasaws. What's up? That's nice. Come on, that. the Darasaw. Yeah, I, I vibe with it. Also, okay. Jeremiah Owusu yeah. Koromoa gets drafted in the first round, has a great career at linebacker, 12-year player. Afterwards, you know, he's mid-30s, late-30s, early-40s, whatever it is. He starts getting really into Texas Hold'em poker, okay? And he, his nickname during his prominent rise in the poker community is the Joker. Right. J-O-K-R. But it's just the capital J, capital O, capital K, because Jeremiah Owusu Koromo is the acronym of his name, and then just an R, like a lowercase R at the bottom of it. And like that's his like poker brand. Do you know that the Notre Dame team already calls him the Joker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm putting like I'm putting money to it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to make sure you weren't like, I just thought of a genius idea for Jeremiah Wissakoromo's initials. I've never heard I've never heard of the Notre Dame <laughs> football team in my life. In my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the last one that I have. You ready for it? Are you sitting down? Yeah, I'm here. You're a fisherman, so this one could apply uh-huh. to you. Okay, I'm intrigued. Rashad Bateman. Mm. And whatever team he goes to, him and the offensive tackle on that team become best friends and start a fishing show called Bait and Tackle. <laughs> Bateman and Tackle. Just Bait and Tackle. Right, it's a bait and tackle store, is what it's called. Like that's what you call a fishing store. It's a bait and tackle shop, or they can set up their own shop. This is brilliant. I'm giving these. I'm giving these ideas away for free. I don't know why I'm doing it. Probably because I love that one. I love the allies of the podcast one. so much. I'm giving you guys these ideas for free. I just can envision Rashad Bateman wearing like his whole Minnesota uniform, walking out in front of a store and being like, 
come to you know da 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 and buy your bait, man. And then the camera just like zooms in slowly, and he's like, "All right, yeah. all right we got." <laughs> There we go. We got to work on the that's script it. a little bit, but that's the idea that I had. <laughs> Adam Adam gave us his next question. He said he's got two questions. They're Super Bowl related. Uh, who is your dream halftime performance, and what are your favorite Super Bowl commercials that you can remember? All right, I would be very honest. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any Super Bowl commercials. I don't. I don't like Super Bowl commercials. It's not my thing. This year, don't. I'm not. I'm not going to be watching any Super Bowl commercials during halftime or the halftime performance because I'm going to be doing. Why is that? I'm going to be doing my Ask Me Anything because the Buccaneers. Oh, the are in AMA the Super Bowl. to end all AMA. Dude, right. I, I might have like 200 responses. I'm gonna. I'm already overwhelmed. We I'm get already it, sweating. You're popular, all right. I'm you only popular if the in. team is good. Back when <laughs> no, the Bucks were winning, I, I think. Back I when think the, some of your AMAs were really good when they sucked. I, you're right. Like, I, I, I like could they, get. <laughs> I feel like they were they were playing they were playing a a uh, a nationally televised game and they were getting blown out. I want to say it was against like Chicago, which sounds weird. Probably. There was some like Thursday night Monday night game and they were getting blown out and you did the AMA and it was the t- the tweet was just like, "Well, this sucks." <laughs> <laughs> and it went nuts. It I so do funny. get I do get very snarky and sarcastic when the team is doing bad. Maybe that's better for business. So, all right, halftime shows, Super Bowl commercials. So Super Bowl commercials, I really like. I, I don't know anything. I, I, if there's cute pandemic family ones, like, oh, you know, buy an iPad to FaceTime your grandpa on his birthday, I will sob my eyes out. Uh, other than that, like, I don't, I, you know what I mean? I'm usually, usually I'm just like on my phone tweeting incessantly, being like, do you need to do this and do that and whatever. So I, I'm not big on the commercials. Show? Hmm. The best band I've ever seen live was Foles, who just recently won the UK award for uh, uh, best band in the United Kingdom. Also, uh, was Super I Bowl MVP were, for the Eagles a couple of years ago. I was going to make that joke as well. Thank you for being there with me. Okay, um, but like that—that's that's very much so a that's a UK band, and like I don't think that you know that's going to apply largely to a, a Super Bowl no, or never. A, an American crop of the Super Bowl. Could never. So I would probably go with the Black Keys because that's like very like standard American fare. A lot of people know them, and I'm I'm big on the Black Keys. I would I like a good classic rock concert. I don't need like sure you know crazy stunts and Lady Gaga descending from the ceiling and whatever it was. <laughs> right, just like right. Give me like insane guitar shredding in a massive stadium, and I'll be pretty pleased. Best show I've ever seen is when I saw Panic at the Disco. So they are one. See, of, that's great. Yeah, that's a great one. They are one of my suggestions, also because they just have a lot of bangers. You know, like they've got a lot of songs that everybody re- would recognize. I would also absolutely love to see Kendrick Lamar be just the headliner of a Super Bowl show because he's done some incredible performances um, on like national television before. I think that that platform would be fantastic if he was just the headliner doing it. Super Bowl commercials. I looked up a couple to kind of jog my memory here. I love the Hyundai, the Smat Pack one with uh with Chris Chris Evans and um oh what's his name uh John Krasnicki is that his name is that is that correct Krasinski Krasinski yeah yeah, yeah. so like they're yeah. they're just obviously Smart these the people with these was that a know. Super Bowl one yeah it was a Hyundai commercial so that wow. was that was technically a Super Bowl one the Pepsi one where Betty White is playing like tackle football and it's the Snickers. No, 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 it's not the Pepsi one. It's a Snickers one where Betty White's out there and getting, like, tackled and everything, and then it's like, you're not you when, you, when you're hungry, and then she has a Snickers, but it's hilarious because she's getting, like, tackled and stuff, and she's in the huddle playing, like, mud flag football. The cutest one of all time, no doubt about it, is the Budweiser Clydesdale Golden Retriever puppy commercial where the Golden Retriever puppy, like, sneaks out of, like, the house that lives across the street to go hang out with the horse for, like, the first six months, and then it gets adopted, but then, like, the horse runs after the dog while he's getting adopted, and then the guy just gives it back to the guy on the farm so the dog and the horse can live forever. It's cute as hell. But then uh, the best brand commercials, time and time again, are the Doritos commercial. Like, the giant rat commercial that busts through the wall when the guy's trying to get it and, like, puts it on, like, a little... uh like a little rat trap and the rat's like human size and you just blast through the wall and takes the guy's whole bag of Doritos. Uh, the one where the guy comes over to pick up a girl for a date and her little boy's there playing video games and he smacks him in the face and he goes, take your hands off. D- like, don't touch my Doritos and don't touch my mama. Like, those, I love, those are fantastic too. Um, what's the other one? 
I don't remember a single one that you've said besides the Smart Park one, which I feel like I saw three days ago. The other Doritos one that I thought of off the top of my head was the one where the guy's like holding a Dorito in front of a glass door and like the dog is trying to run at him and he's trying to trick the dog to run into the glass, like hurt himself. But then the dog just barrels through the glass and pins the human underneath it and gets to eat the Doritos. And I don't know, man, Doritos always has good commercials. I'm about to say, how many commercials does Doritos have in the Super Bowl? I, they're, they, Doritos is known for having really, really good Super Bowl commercials. That's not huh. just a me thing. That's a congratulations to Doritos. Yeah. Big ups Doritos. Michael asked this question, what is your top five favorite Super Bowls of all time? All right. I'll be very honest. I did Super Bowls for which I was alive. And the reason I did that is because I don't remember the other ones. I mean, uh, I don't have a single one past the year 2000, so. Oh, I actually don't. I don't even. Well, I know why you have the 2001, but I don't, I don't even. I don't. I didn't write down the actual years. I just wrote down the numbers. Um. Okay. So, yeah, like I, I'm sure there are other great ones that are high impact. You know, Bengals, Niners, oh, Jim Kelly. Like, I don't, you know, I, I don't remember them. We I can't care. really speak to we what they care. meant. Right. We don't Number care. five for me was Super Bowl 47. That was uh, Niners-Ravens. The blackout was nuts. The subsequent oh, comeback nice. was nuts. Yeah. Jacoby Jones on the, on the kickoff return. Uh, uh, the storyline behind Cap and kind of that San Francisco team. That's five for me. Four is Super Bowl 51, 28-3. Uh, I have... Two Brady Super Bowl wins, unfortunately, in my top five. Uh, 28 to 3 sucked. It was an awesome Super Bowl, but watching it happen, being like a, I, I liked Matt Ryan, I liked Kyle Shanahan, I didn't like the Patriots. I just, that sucked. It was like amazing, but it was the worst. Number three uh, was Super Bowl 43. That's the oldest one I have, which was the Steelers Arizona one, which is Bruce Arians, right? Mm-hmm. Was that Arians or Ken Wizenhunt? Yeah, it was Arians. Um, San Antonio Holmes toe drag catch, James yep. Harrison hundred yard pick six. That was a great playoff run for the Steelers. That was yep. they were a fun team to watch at that time. Two for me is Super Bowl forty nine, which is the Malcolm Butler interception at the goal line. That's probably my favorite play in Super Bowl history besides the Philly special. Yeah, uh, that play is awesome. I know, like it sucks for uh, uh, what are they called? Seahawks fans? Yep, that's what they're called. That's, um, yeah, but like <laughs> the fans of the Seattle Seahawks are called Seahawks fans. <laughs> But I watching that, I just feel like like I, I, that moment. I'll, I'll never forget that moment, seeing that play live and being like, oh, my goodness, there's no way this has happened. Yeah. Number one for me is the Eagles Super Bowl. Nick Foles, Philly special 40, 40. Why can't 41 to 33? I for a second there, I couldn't remember the score of the Super Bowl and I was having a panic attack. Uh, best team ever. Best Super Bowl ever. Go birds. Fly, go fly. I don't have the Niners Ravens one or the Pats Seahawks one, but both of them are very deserving because they were awesome Super Bowls as well. But number five for me, Eagles Patriots. Shout out my 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 co-host Ben Solak. Number four, Rams Titans. One yard short of going into overtime, being the first Super Bowl to ever go to overtime. Number three, I have Steelers Cardinals, that 2009 Super Bowl, the one that you explained there. Fun fact, my dad was at that game. That was in Tampa, Florida. And my dad got to go to that game, see one of the best Super Bowls of all time, which is nuts. Fun fact, your dad's a cool dude. He is a cool dude. He's done so many cool sports things, and I'm jealous, and I hate him, and I love him. Uh, 2017, the Patriots-Falcons. That is number two for me, because it has to be, because it's just been unbelievable and unforgettable, even though it was really hard to watch if you like the guys on the other side. And then, of course, number one, 2003, number one defense in the NFL, took down the number one offense in the NFL. Tampa Bay Buccaneers wiped the floor with the then Oakland Raiders. So that would be my top five. uh, uh, That's Super Bowl 37, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a prop bet for whether or not they show a clip of John Gruden at Super Bowl 37 during the broadcast. Uh, What's... I mean, well, okay, we're going to get to prop bets in a second, but you should put your entire mortgage on the fact that that's going to happen. When it comes to getting your staying in shape, right now. nothing feels as good as that feeling <laughs> of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals, uh, feeling great about yourself no matter what, hitting your New Year's goals, your New Year's resolutions. Echelon can help you get there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, uh, stride smart treadmills. No matter what your favorite fitness activity is, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout all from the comfort of your own home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, always available whenever you need them. Unlike their competitors, too. Echelon is super affordable for everyone. Plus, one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. 
You can go over to echelonfit.com right now slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on to see everything they got. We're covering everything you need to know about the NFL Draft five days a week on this podcast, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports that you need every morning, just under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, like this one, right? Because this one's everybody's favorite podcast. Yeah, all right, cool. We're all in agreement. Jared said, what do you think of Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft? What are some picks you agree with, some picks you disagree with? I have it up right now, and I pulled it up, and I skimmed it a little bit, but you and I can go through this right now. We're not going pick for Mm -hmm. pick, but let's talk about some of the selections that Mel Kuyper has here. This is his Mock Draft 1.0, I believe. This is the first mock that he's putting out this year, which is great because we're getting a lot of the big-time analysts who are now putting out mocks for 2021. It's very, very exciting, especially the guys who are super plugged in. The thing that stands out most for me from Kuyper's uh, mock... Right, number one, Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. That's right. regular. Number two, Devonta Smith. Devonte Smith, <laughs> dude. Receiver, Alabama for the Jets. Holy cow, Smith going two. Whoo! Is that that's the earliest drafted wide receiver since when? Uh, Keyshawn Johnson went number one overall in 1996. Is it? That's my guess. Right. I mean, like, I'll I'll scroll through this. Like, right. Like, it's. I mean, Julio also, was six. Corey was five. He also has. Um, wait, didn't Charles? Uh, did like Charles Rogers go super high? Am I am I totally making that up? Calvin Johnson went two, so this would be tying Calvin in two thousand and seven. Oh uh, no no no! Cal- Charles Rogers went number two overall in twenty three in two thousand three. Right, Johnson went in two thousand seven. That's the most recent. No, I know. I was just validating that I'm not crazy. Oh, okay. I, wouldn't say, I, wouldn't, I was about to be like, saying you were wrong. Yeah. Wow. Also from the Lions. Oh yeah. Also from Whoa. the Lions. <laughs> not great. Poor so man. yeah, I mean, it, not only is there a wide receiver going number two overall here, is a wide receiver going three overall because he has Jamar Chase going to the Miami Dolphins at three. Doesn't have a trade in this one, but man, two out of the first three picks being wide receivers, I feel like would be a stretch. And then he has, and he has yeah, Zach, and Zach Devonta too is nuts. Yeah, Devonta going too is pretty nuts. Zach Wilson at number four to the Falcons. Uh, Eagles get Jalen Waddle. That's all fine. Detroit Lions going Justin Fields. Carolina Panthers four QBs in the top Lance. eight. Yeah, yep, so that's the second time in history you get four QBs in the top eight. Does he have? Uh, where's Where's Sewell going? Uh, Five to the Bengals. Bengals yeah, so he has Sewell above Slater. That's interesting. Tevin Jenkins top twenty pick. We're in on that. Ooh. I'm officially in on Tevin Jenkins as a first-round pick. Hype, that excites me. New England Patriots, um, Mac Jones. There it is. There it is, yeah. folks. Elijah Vera Tucker is a top 15 player. I'm telling you, that's that's a thing. He's freaking good. Uh, Jalen Phillips is first edge off the board at 17 to the Raiders. Yep. Edge one. Quiddy Pay and Gregory Rousseau are 21 and 22. Quiddy Pay to the Colts is actually really interesting if you want to, you know, pl- replace Justin Houston with a 275-pound player. I just, you know, do whatever you want. Uh, he's got Trevon Merrick in the first round, 28 to the Saints. Yeah, I like it. I hope to see it. Joe Tryon also makes the first round for him out of Washington. Yes, I, we were big fans of Tryon in the summer, but I don't think we were first round fans of Tryon. You were you were a bigger fan than I was. I thought that his film was oh, interesting. Oh, so, okay. I was smart. Trevor was not as smart. Okay. okay but, okay. <laughs> no, first round is, is wild. And he has a running back, Buffalo Bills, at 30. Take Najee Harris. I didn't. Think I don't the, think uh... they're going to do that, but... Nice to see Najee in the first round. The the do do you see do you see the picture they chose for Najee Harris in this in this mock link? Yeah, it's the one after he murdered Josh Proctor, right? Yeah, yeah. but Josh Proctor's like kicking him straight in the groin. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's dude, not it's just an awkward picture. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Right, oh, so Aaron one. Robinson. I totally missed this. Aaron Robinson, the corner out of UCF, who yep. some people like is a is a good press mold sort of a guy. He's got in the first round as well to the Browns. So that like there's there's a couple of surprises in here. So there's no Rashad Bateman first round. No. Um, he's got Barmore. Who else do we regularly put in the first round? No uh, Eric Stokes in the first round. He has J.C. Horn at 23 to the Jets. He also has Tyson Campbell in there. Yeah, which I get it. Like, that's going to happen. No Liam Meikenberg. No Alex Leatherwood. Samuel Cosme. No Cosme. Yeah, he's not as heavy late on tackles as we usually are. Right. 
Is Osai in here? No, no, Joseph Osai in the first round either. And he's got, he has Zayvon Collins listed as an edge linebacker hybrid for the Steelers. Yeah. What? So they want how to athletic is Collins replace Bud Dupree? That's bananas. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're, how how fast is Collins? Are we saying now if he's going to be out here playing edge for the Steelers, you got to be explosive as heck. No one was Rike. Um, got Jeremiah Wusu Cormo in there. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's here. Miami Dolphins, Dolphins 18. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Parsons? Yeah, Parsons nine. was way early. Went, yeah, Bronco was a nine. nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been big if he kept Parsons. All right. So, yeah, I think it's pretty chalky until like 16. He has Caleb Farley falling to 16. And after that, or Mac Jones at 15, probably. After that, it gets bananas. It's definitely it's a different flavor of a mock, which I appreciate. Garrett said, seeing as how the rapper Lil Uzi Vert had a diamond implanted into his forehead, if you had to have one thing implanted into your head, what would that be? I am stunned this is real. I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's fake and it's not. It's no, real. It's not. So no, it's not. firstly, what in God's name was this man thinking? Secondly, I mean, he he's he's thinking he wanted to have a diamond in his head. Right. And here's the problem. I was like, that's ludicrous. And then I thought to myself, no, okay, it's a little what should I get? <laughs> that was funny. Thank that's you. absurd. And then I thought to myself, okay, well, who should I what what's better than that? Is so obviously there's something. And then guys being dudes. I was thinking, oh my gosh, I was thinking about it and I was like, <laughs> what is better than getting a diamond embedded in your forehead? The only thing I could think of, did you watch Avatar Last Airbender? No, not really. Oh, you should. It's very enjoyable. Uh, there's a character on Avatar Last Airbender called Sparky Sparky Boom Man. Uh, he's a combustion bender. He has a giant like third eye tattooed in his head and it's not really embedded in his head. But if I'm going to have something embedded in my head, a third eye is kind of cool. You know, I'm an enlightenment freaks some people out, especially if I can open and close it. I don't know if that's how that works, but I'd like for it to. Uh, and then I could design it after Sparky Sparky Boom Man. And I would walk around the streets of America and randomly people would be like, it's Sparky Sparky Boom Man, which is a reference to the show. So that would be that would be pleasing to me. I would enjoy that. I would like to have implanted into my head aesthetically you know like as, as well as you possibly can uh the thumbprint of the person who had clearance to the most secure vault in the world <laughs> and then you get access to it correct just your head on. correct all right i respect that answer thank you appreciate it Walsh asked this next one he said what team takes kyle trask i assume to be a backup and what round does he go in i have 49ers and somewhere in Round three or four, although I don't think that they're going to use a third-round pick on Kyle Trash, so maybe the fourth round. Who was your team that you picked? Niners, 49ers. Niners? Okay, I, I think the Steelers are your best chance. Uh, have the size that they like. Does not have the arm, really, that you like, but they picked Mason Rudolph, and that's a common comp for they Trask. They have Dwayne Haskins, remember? They do, but I think that the reason they have Haskins and the reason they're retaining Rudolph is to bring in as many long shots as possible to see if you can get anybody, somebody, to stand above uh, the rest as the eventual Ben Roethlisberger replacement. Uh, and so to me, I could see Kyle Trask, like you said, third round being the, that, that same pick that they made with Mason Rudolph in the third round a couple of years ago. I'm worried he's going to end up a second-round pick to the Bears because the Bears panic. You know what I mean? Well, like that, That's my concern. Uh, that's, that's the thing is that we could sit here and say that NFL teams might not want to pick Kyle Trask until the third or fourth round. But we've already had the conversation that there's so many teams in the NFL right now that still need a quarterback that there are still going to be some because there are not enough to go around that in the second round, they basically just have to take one. So I right, think exactly. that that's that's I, I agree with you in your your thesis there. We're thinking that Kyle Trask could very well go second round, maybe not because he deserves to, but because other teams, they don't have another option. They have to get another quarterback on the on the team, at least to <laughs> sell it to the fan base that they're trying to make something happen. Yeah, that's that. I think there's going to be an ambitious and over aggressive play for Trask. I, if I had to guess, it's a team like Washington or a team like Chicago who's in such a desperate quarterback situation. But to me, like reasonable is third round to the Steelers. Joe at work asked this question, and I read it wrong initially, so I have two different answers for it. He said, This will be the third time that I've asked this form of question, and I'm convinced it's a good one. Third, fourth, and three from the goal line, down four, Super Bowl on the line. So fourth and three, one play to go, you need a touchdown. What 11-man personnel from which team are you sending out on offense and on defense to win it all? 
So I'm obviously picking the Chiefs on offense. Uh, we're going to have Mahomes under center. Nah, Matt Moore. Uh, we're going to have Mahomes <laughs> under center. <laughs> Chad Honey, baby. Go. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaric, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I want Miko Hardman and, and Sammy Watkins as well. So that those six with the offensive line is my offense. That's easy. Defense is tricky. Uh, best defense in the league by DVOA uh, this year was the Los Angeles Rams, which if I still have Brandon Staley, uh, then I can put the, you know, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, um, Michael Brockers, uh, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd. I get probably Micah Kaiser and like Taylor Rapp as my linebackers and then Jordan Fuller, John, uh, John Johnson, the third. And then it's uh, Troy Hill, Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey, but they were, were they were actually quite a poor red zone defense, especially on the road. And it's because like those matchups aren't great, right? Like they're so they were so good in base defenses where they had field to work with. And they could rotate coverage. But when you have to line up just mono a mono at the line of scrimmage, like Darius Williams, Troy Hill, these are not the players you want. Washington was actually the best red zone defense in I the saw, league. Uh, no, I think it was Denver technically, but Washington, I think was number two. Uh, right. And, and it's tricky because fourth and three against the chiefs you're expecting pass and in that case right the team that i want actually is denver because i think that their secondary talent is better so i wasn't really sure exactly who i ended up with on defense but offense is Mahomes. that's pretty easy i because i i obviously had the chiefs on here and i figured that you were going to pick the chiefs i'll pick the titans and i'll say that i want to go with Corey davis uh aj brown and ferkser as my three receiver set but i also want johnny smith attached to the line of scrimmage to the right derrick henry obviously in the back backfield and what i'm going to do is i'm going to run kind of like double slants to the weak side so ferks are in the slots running running a slant and then Corey davis is also running a slant and then the other side of the field i'm doing kind of like a variation of a corner route with johnny smith and then a variation of like a snag where aj brown's kind of going across from the direction that Johnny Smith would be going to the back pile onto the end zone where he's trying to like sit down and man coverage. And then also like you use, you're probably using play action with it to get the defense to move as well. So that's what I, 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 I if you were going to pick the chiefs, I was going to say that about the Titans. So that's what I figured that I'd go with. And then I, I picked Washington as the team to stop them on fourth and three. Cause they were the best red zone defense in the NFL or second best red zone defense in the NFL. And I, and I liked picking them more than I liked picking Denver. So those are my choices. Right. If you're expecting run, I want the Washington front. If you're expecting pass, I want the Denver secondary. That's probably true. Jake asked this about one. it. Who do you honestly thinks up? Who who do you honestly think ends up? Here we go. Being the Colts QB. It's okay if you think it'll be some dumb quarter of, sort of combo between Brissett, Trubisky, and Winston. I'm bracing myself for this to be the case. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's so difficult. This this Wentz trade thing. I'm like too close to it to know for sure. You know what I mean? To like really feel it out. I think if you water gun to my head made me pick one name, it's Wentz. But I think it's more likely it ends up the field over Wentz. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I could see them. I, do, I can't see them doing it with Brissett again. I can see them doing it with Trubisky. Uh, Winston also, like I feel like... I can't. I cannot see Chris Ballard selling that to 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 his fans. I cannot so. see it. Like true, not Wentz, Trubisky, like Trubisky or something. Like I, I just I don't know how he does it. Trubisky, is, Trubisky sucks. Everyone knows yeah. it. Everyone knows it. I don't know how you can take a team that's on the cusp of really taking control of this division, especially because Houston's bad and they're about to get Deshaun Watson out of there. I don't know how Chris Ballard could honestly look in the mirror and convince himself to tell Colts fans that they believe in Mitchell Trubisky or options similar to that. And so that's why Indianapolis for me is really, really tough to nail down because the quarterbacks that I believe you could spin to the fan base to think that you're actually competing outside of well, getting Matthew Stafford, in which, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe in Albert Breer's report, the Colts didn't even offer 21 for Matthew Stafford. I believe that was what I read somewhere. That the Colts I'm looking right now. I feel like that's correct. Did not offer 21, which, what are you doing if you Wait, are that's not what it offering is. Ballard 21? is uber cautious about this quarterback spot. I, 
Colts right. discuss packages of plex and players, but never actually wound up offering their first rounder at 21. I mean, right. and, you and, are just out of your mind for not this offering is what Ballard, this is what Ballard was like, I'm not taking a quarterback. Because the second I do, you guys are going to try to get me fired. Okay, but like that, you're not taking a quarterback at this point. You're trading 21 for Matthew Stafford. How are you? How did you not easily offer 21 for Matthew Stafford? This is this is exactly what he said to a T. This is not him drafting a quarterback. This is him going to get another version of the Phillip Rivers strategy, except a lot better. Better? Oh, my gosh. I had this whole argument with Colts fans. Now I have, to, I have this argument with you. You think that the Colts offense will be better in 2021 with Stafford in as opposed to what it was 2020 with Rivers? Yes, Ben. Oh, no. I don't think, that the, Phil- I don't think the Phillip Rivers was bad. Right, and so I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying that Philip Rivers is bad. I think that Philip Rivers had a great year with the Indianapolis Colts. I think Matthew Stafford's more talented. I think I think Stafford's got more in his arm than than Philip Rivers did last year. Yes, I think the Colts are a better team with Matthew Stafford. That passing offense that it, it took a second to get off the ground, but that passing offense was pretty good by the time that Colts season was but underway. I, I also would think that Stafford would have it good. Is I think the point. I, I don't say that. To, I'm not saying that from the vantage point of I didn't like what I saw from Philip Rivers in the Colts. I'm saying that it's a no brainer for me for you to trade 21 because if you trade 21, you get a quarterback back that then keeps you in contention from a veteran presence that you don't have to teach the NFL basics of for the next three years. I don't disagree with you there. I good because it's fact. I think okay. I think this. I had this whole argument with Colts fans. So they got so mad at me. But I was like hanging out with with buddies that day, so I didn't even look at my phone. And then I looked at my phone. And I was like, sat, I think it was Saturday, and I was like, oh my gosh, Colts fans are furious. The Colts had Rivers in hand, won eleven games, mm-hmm. and they're going to run back largely the same team next year. They're going to have coaching staff changes. They had Costanzo retire. They might not bring back T.Y. Hilton. They might not bring back Justin Houston. They have a ton of cap space. They've yet to show that they're going to aggressively attack a window. Ballard is an extremely cautious general manager. 11 wins with Rivers. If that team trades for, uh, and they had, they had a round one playoff exit, if that team trades for Stafford, to me, their ceiling is 11 wins and a round one playoff exit. They're going to be in the. Exactly the same spot. I don't see how they, they, they went after with Rivers. They reached the AFC wildcard round. They should have beaten the uh, the Bills. They weren't able to get it done in the red zone. They were playing a, a time of possession game against Josh Allen, explosive offense. They lost it. And I think if you swap Rivers for Stafford, you do it again, you're going to get the same results. So to me... I don't see too much of a benefit for the Colts going after Stafford. I don't think it makes them any more of a legitimate contender in the AFC than they already were with Rivers. I don't think it improves their standing off of last season. I, 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 I don't agree. The the, the words that I'm looking for, are, are, I don't agree. I don't, <laughs> that's I don't, and that's fine. You I don't I mean? disagree. Like, we we like disagree on whole, Stafford, yeah. right? I don't, I don't disagree wholeheartedly with you because if they had Stafford, what would what would you ask me to predict for the Colts to have a win loss? It'd be 10, 11 right. games. It'd, no, it'd, be the, it'd be the same thing, right? I mean, like, I would think that that's there, but I would believe that the playoff ceiling would be higher because I think that Stafford elevates an offense more than Phillip Rivers did and hit the final year of his career. But we got to move on. So, I don't, you, you said Wentz. I, I don't know. I, I just can't think that it's going to be a lower-tier guy. Garoppolo's in there. Winston would be <laughs> wild. It, I like, it's, Indy's it's, tough. It, Indy's tough. Yeah, it's interesting. They like the idea of like facilitator quarterbacks that's what it seemed like at least watching their film which is where i think trubisky makes sense but even then like it's just, it's such a bad free agent quarterback market we're getting to a prop bet question in a second but you know if you, if you find any of these prop bets interesting or even if you're a fan of another sport nba nhl whatever it is you know who's gonna win you want to put some money on the line to win some money back there is only one place that has you covered in one place that we trust that is betonline.ag sign up for a free account today over at betonline.ag use the promo code locked on all caps one word locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on. Get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Let's do Gage asked this when he was talking about top five Super Bowl bets. You have the Super Bowl bets up there right now. What are some of the ones that you love? We can go over the normal ones, you know, the, the, the money line, the spread, uh, but it was some prop bets as well. What would be some fun ones for this game? 
at no time do I not have the bats up for the Super Bowl. I, I know. So, I, feel, I feel like the tab is just always on your computer no matter what. Right. So he asked uh, money line uh, spread and, and, and total, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... Unfortunately, the 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 Chiefs sort of three point favorite. They opened as a two and a half point favorite. That's what I bought them at. I think that the Chiefs cover the spread at three. I love you, Trev. Don't hate me forever. It's fine. Uh, it's fine to be wrong. Total is total is fifty six. I think that's appropriately priced. I wouldn't touch it. Uh, I, that's about where I expect this game to end up. Uh, money line. So then for the Bucks is right now on Bet Online is plus one forty three. Uh, if you want to bet the Bucks money line, don't. Bet Tom Brady's MVP odds, which are significantly uh, longer, right? So if the Bucs win, there's a 66, 70% chance that Brady ends up the MVP, barring like Shaq Barrett being the reason they win. Mm-hmm. Brady's odds for MVP, I, when I wrote the piece earlier this week, we're at 240, they're now at 225. Uh, so you're basically, you're, you're significantly improving the amount of money you're going to get back with the Bucs win assuming that Brady ends up the MVP, which is chalk. Quarterback winning MVP right, is chalk. Right, so right. Brady MVP at 225. My favorite bet of the uh, entire cycle is Travis Kelsey MVP at plus 1,000. Uh, mm. When quarterbacks don't win MVPs, it's because they have extremely high-volume receivers. Right. Uh, you know, you had Deion Branch's 11-catch game. You had a Julian Edelman 10-catch game. You had Santonio Holmes 9 catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey has not had fewer than 10 targets since the Bucks game in Week 12. And if they give more attention to Tyreek Hill, which yeah, they they're going to, yeah. uh, they, <laughs> you can't lose the same way. Uh, Kelsey's going to have a monster game. Kelsey's uh, no, that's a great bet. Uh, yeah. He's record setting. So he's plus 1000 at MVP. Yeah. Uh, so to me, that that's one that I like a lot. Uh, when we start getting to the silliness, bet online, NFL tab, Super Bowl drop down menu, click on specials. Will Bitcoin be up or down on February 7th, 2021 is the first one that you see. So that's <laughs> what we're dealing with here. Uh, I mentioned the one earlier. Clip of John Gruden shown, of su- clip of John Gruden in Super Bowl 37 shown. It has to be between kickoff to the final whistle, so it can't be in the pregame. Live broadcast only, doesn't count if it's a commercial, doesn't count if it's part of the halftime show. Yes, minus 130, no, minus 110. How are we feeling? Read it to me again. I'm visualizing. Clip of Gruden yeah. in Super Bowl 37. It's happening, 100%. Must be shown between kickoff and double zeros. It's, ha- it's happening. Live it's happening. broadcast. Yeah, it's happening. Okay. Yeah. So happening. yes, minus 130, no minus 110. So Trevor uh, emphasizes that one. My personal favorite, coach to have nostrils seen first during game. Uh, kick off the final <laughs> whistle, live broadcast only, commercials and halftime don't count. Book manager decision is final. Nostrils clearly shown. Uh so again, that it's not like oh pregame they're chatting or whatever. It's going to be live during the game. To which the uh, Bruce Arians is minus two fifty. Andy is plus one seventy. Andy hasn't touched his mask in like seven games. He leaves that thing locked down. This is going to be Bruce. Um, Tony Romo. How many times he mentions his children? Uh, over zero point five is plus two hundred. I like that one a fair bit as well. How many times will the word Belichick be said? Over one times is minus three fifty. Over that one be- time. Yeah, so one time is a push. Two times is the bet cashes. That's probably my favorite. Yeah, that's like actual prop. It's minus three fifty, so you have to like put significant money on it. But it'd be fun. I mean, like I like, I don't see how they mentioned Belichick once. It's Romo too. He's constantly gonna be talking about it. Right. Uh, so yeah, those are some of your good ones. Uh, you can bet on the first word that Joe Biden says, and you can bet on how many times he tweets. Uh, you can bet on the Biden. Uh, what's it called? Joe Biden. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna tweet that much. What's he he has a CBS on? Biden Super Bowl interview. Uh, let's uh, see. Yeah, I think it's how many times does he tweet during the game, and it's like zero point five. Yeah, how many times he tweeted during the game? Zero point five. Oh. Under is minus four hundred. Over is plus two fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's uh, there's a there's props on Puppy Bowl quarterback to be mentioned first after kickoff, which is basically who gets kickoff. Um, which is going to be the Bucks, by the way, in case anyone wants to bet on that. Uh, Super Bowl field goal record to be broken. A lot of good stuff. All right. Well, we got about, I don't know, four or five minutes left. We're going to rapid fire a couple of these. You ready? I mean it, rapid fire. We got to rapid fire it. You can't make me. Okay. Who is the number two? Who is the best number two running back in the league besides Kareem Hunt? Probably Naeem Hines. 
Oh, okay. I have like I had Marlon Mack on my list of a couple of running backs. Is I think J.K. Dobbins is technically the answer because he started one game this year, right? Right. I mean, like I would say, like Mark Mark Ingram is on the list because to me, J.K. is number one. But yeah, I, I see what your point is. Mark Ingram isn't on the team anymore, so I don't think he counts. Well, I mean, you got to go back to last season and think about it from that angle. What is the best Deshaun Watson trade package you can think of that doesn't include any picks or a QB? A week ago, I would have told you Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Lord have mercy. There's Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm trying to think of scenarios because like, I thought about teams that needed quarterbacks, and I-, I thought of like some of their best players, and then I'm like, they wouldn't give them a... Like, I look at Pittsburgh, and I go, okay, for Pittsburgh, you if you're the Texans, you probably want T.J. Watt, right? And I'm thinking in my yep. head... Would Pittsburgh even trade TJ Watt? Like, is it like no? Because T- you have him in hand. It's a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Right. Like, that's so, what it is. Right. Man. So, it, like, I, I thought to myself, like, would the Pittsburgh Steelers trade J- like mm-hmm. TJ Watt straight up for Deshaun Watson? Right. I have. I don't know if they do because he's already on their team and they love him and he's a franchise guy and he's so good. Like, even though the value, we would obvi- a lot of people would obviously do that kind of a trade. I don't think it ever happened. So this one was. Are hard. you ready for the extremely spicy one that I thought of? Sure. Let's hear it. Sean McVay for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I don't even know how to calibrate to that. I don't know either. That's, I don't even that's, know what that that's means. That's too much. We need we need more than one podcast to dive into that one. JS asked this one. He said, what's the trait that allows players to overcome average athletic ability the most? And I'm going to be honest, JS. You said three traits that I think are probably the top three. He said, like, processing and football IQ for a quarterback or vision for a running back or like technique for an offensive lineman. I was trying to think of other positions, but you know, if you've got athletic deficiencies at corner, it doesn't necessarily matter how good of a technician you are. You're going to get burned at some point. It's not going to be great. Your whole, the whole point of you playing the positions about athleticism, same thing about safety, I guess, depending on what kind of safety you are, but you know, you got to be athletic there. Linebacker, we've seen linebackers be uh, limitations beyond what they could do athletically wide receivers the same way. And so, I think he I think he named the top three. Is there something else you thought of? Right. If you want to put them all in a bucket, the bucket is spatial awareness. Right. You have a, a an unathletic slot receiver, but he just knows how to find the gaps between uh, sure, zones. Sure, that's on a time. good one too. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have a you have a plotting guard, but he just understands right where the, the edge of his reach is and he understands just by the little give of a shoulder, just by a little step of a, of a, of a defensive tackle, which way he's going. You know what I mean? Sure. You instinct. It's yeah. instinct. I, it, it it lets you uh, sand down those rough edges so that bucket right which things like vision and and mental processing you know are, are manifestations of that yeah that's that that's where you need to be successful reggie asked this one you can remake one shooter from your childhood to play with a group of buddies this is pre-call of duty you have golden eye or your pick of the halo series why are you taking golden eye i'm telling you why i'm taking golden eye big head mode no guns only just slaps only slaps in big head mode. Doesn't matter what the map is. That's why I'm picking Goldeneye. Never have played Goldeneye. Oh. I don't even know. Like, if you showed me five shooter games, you like, pick out Goldeneye. Tony, like, how young is eye. this so, kid? Uh, sorry. Uh, what is the best Super Bowl dip and why is it Buffalo Chicken Dip? It's Buffalo Chicken Dip. Because it's the best. Our friend We're Jeff, so great at answering questions. <laughs> our friend Jeff Risden said, "Is it acceptable to eat string cheese for breakfast?" I would tell you yeah. no. I would tell you no. It's not. Oh, everything is acceptable to eat during breakfast. No, you need. You I need, just need a more balanced no. breakfast. Better question: Is it acceptable to just bite into string cheese? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've done that from time to time. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't feel good when I do it, but I do it if right. it's necessary. Okay, all right. So I, I was wondering if you're about to freak out on me. This is the last question. Last question this week. John asked it. He said, "Power rank all of the news teams from Anchorman one and two in combat. Allow for the weapons to be in consideration." All right, this one I gave to Trev completely because I have not dedicated nearly as much of my life to Anchorman as Trev has, and I knew he'd be a passionate one about this one. All right, so we're combining the teams from one and two. Number 11, worst team, Jim Carrey's team. It's a Canadian team. They just show up with hockey sticks. Look, I'm a big hockey guy. I love the sport, but we've got real weapons on the other team. So Jim Carrey's team is dead. Tina Fey's team is next. Look, they can talk smack. They're fantastic at talking smack. They're probably the best group at talking smack, if we're going to be honest. But the weapons they had when they were getting out of the car was not great. So I got them dying next. 
Sasha Baron Cohen's team is number nine. They just don't do it Too for loud. me. The way the, I mean, the weapons are the, the weapons are the amateur hour. Vince Vaughn's team and Anchorman one I have is number eight. Same thing. Very weak on the weapons. Basically, the their calling card was Vince Vince Vaughn holding a a, a, a small little switchblade knife. Like every everybody else on the team had nothing. What it was he just going to get close quarters combat and everybody else is dead? So I got them at eight. Tim Robbins team, ah, they just seem they they seem sparky. I didn't like the weapons, but that's an Anchorman one as well. I didn't really like the weapons there, but they seem like they had some grit, some never say die kind of an attitude. Kanye West's team is number six. I like the athleticism, although they didn't have some great weapons either when I was watching uh, Anchorman 2. Will Smith's team, number five, they do have the athleticism. They then had the weapons to match. They got all kinds of sports equipment. They got baseball bats. They got souped up, stuff like that. So they're number five. Luke Wilson's team in our... um, Yeah, Luke Wilson's team in Anchorman 1, they're number four. Will Ferrell's team in Anchorman 1 is number three, mainly because Brick's got a grenade. So, you know, that, that, well, uh, that they, of course, they. Has, has to come into it. Ben Stiller's team from Anchorman 1 because they had the bodies. Like, he came in and he had, like, nine guys on his news crew that all had weapons. And so they just got the bodies that they could throw at you. But Liam Neeson's team from Anchorman 2, absolutely number one. They were the History Channel. They all had muskets. Every single person on there had bayonets and muskets. And so they had the they had the gun aspect to it from the long-range combat. They had the close-range uh, combat with the bayonets. Uh, they also had a Minotaur on the team, which really put them over the top. And so that was number one. I, I don't think anybody's taking down Liam Neeson's team. There you go. Unsurprisingly, Liam Neeson is at the top of most fight hierarchies. I will find you. Uh, so there we go. It's Fan Friday. Hope you guys enjoyed it, especially the rapid round. I don't think we've gone that fast through questions in a while, so that was actually pretty enjoyable. You know, if you guys haven't heard, Super Bowl is this weekend. Hope you got some plans for it. Hope that you are uh, seeing people responsibly, or if not, zooming with a couple of your best sports friends. I hope you guys are eating a lot of great takeout food, some chicken dip included, some buffalo wings, whatever your favorite meal is for a football game. I hope you're enjoying it this weekend. Ben and I are going to be back bright and early Monday morning to recap the Buccaneers' second Super Bowl win. It's going to be fantastic. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here on Locked on NFL Draft.